Alright. So uh, we will do Canto 7. Chapter 7 we had completed till, till 23 verse. So we will do 24 verse. Alright. So sober and expert person should search for the spirit soul with the minds purified through analytical studies in terms of soul's connection with and distinction from all things that undergo creation, maintenance and destruction. So what is it trying to say? Sober and expert persons should search for the spirit soul with minds purified through analytical study in terms of soul's connection with the distinction from all things that undergo creation, maintenance and destruction. So those who are on the path of the spiritual not the religious the spiritual path uh, Guru is there, no? Guru is able to listen I hope he is able to Okay. so uh, okay. so how is a person supposed to be he should do first analytical study that is called Sankhya Yoga Sankhya Yoga means you take a subject and then you dissect it and you study it thoroughly studying it by means of texts religious texts see we have so many texts available with us so we can take any text that is available whether it is the Bhagavad Gita or the Vedas or the Puranas or any kinds of Shastras we take it and from there we study those verses and try to analyze what is the meaning of this word Brahma what is the meaning of this word soul what is the meaning of this Jivatma all these different different terminologies now the one thing which you need to understand is the jiva or the jivatma for that matter is no way no way connected to that which is born which survives and then which dies that is the three aspects to it what are the three aspects to it? its creation sustenance and destruction these three aspects are there connected to the human body not to the soul so you have to analyze it and try to find out what exactly is the meaning of those words intelligence can be perceived in three stages of activity wakefulness dreaming and deep sleep the person who perceives these three is to be considered the original master the ruler the supreme personality of godhead now there are three states of existence what are the three states of existence every human being goes through three states the first state what is it called it is called the wakeful state when you are awake the second state is called dream state and the third state is called deep sleep state right now think about it does a human being know what exactly the same human being does when he is in deep sleep the wakeful human being doesn't have any clue of what the person in deep sleep is doing same way the person who is in deep sleep has absolutely no idea about the waking state at all. So these two states do not know about each other at all. The in-between state is called the dream state. And intelligence will be perceived in these three states. Intelligence basically consists of knowledge and the power of reasoning. Okay, we have knowledge, basic knowledge we have. What is the meaning of anything? Say for example an orange. So there is a knowledge called orange. You have an idea called orange. Second, that which will tell you whether it is khatta or mitha or whether it is worth eating or not eating. Correct? Whether it has got spoiled or whether it is good. This is done by reasoning capabilities based on memory and various other faculties. So you will find that the intelligent person can be seen through these three states. The person who perceives these three states is to be considered the original master, the ruler and the supreme personality of Godhead. What does this mean? This is a very tricky line, tricky line in the sense, what does this actually mean? Think about it like this. A person is able to see the three states. So if I ask you, do you understand what happens in your dream you are sleeping in a bed and you are dreaming there is nothing you don't even know what is happening and you will try to wonder oh I saw snakes in my dream 
what is the meaning of the word snakes nobody knows what is snakes in the dream or i saw god i saw something i saw one ghost again you have no idea no clue similarly what happened in your sleep state you really don't have any clue what is happening in your sleep state same person we ask when he is sleeping you ask him can you ask him by the way there is no way of asking a sleeping man what is happening to him can you ask it's impossible to understand what is happening to this kind of a person so it is a difficult method of trying to understand what is happening but the knower of the three states some person is there who understands what is in deep sleep what is in waking what is in dream state a person who knows all the three states is called a realized person he knows and he understands he understands everything got it so this person is also the original ruler the master and the supreme personality of godhead as one can understand the presence of the air by the aroma it carries so under the guidance of the supreme personality of godhead one can understand the living soul by these three divisions of intelligence these three divisions however are not the soul they are constituted of the three modes and are born of activity what are the three modes of nature sattva rajas and tamas okay the three states of being are basically we have what is called a waking state dream state and a deep sleep so three states are there so these are three divisions now who is this person who can understand the living soul think about it can anybody understand the living soul nobody knows what a living soul is we just think that we know living soul there is a soul within me so i understand what a soul is all about nobody understands and has an understanding they can definitely say so these three divisions however are not the soul the three divisions that are there for the human being are not the soul at all the soul has nothing to do with the three divisions it has nothing to do with the three modes of prakriti also which is sattva rajas and tamas it has nothing to do with it it has nothing to do with all the 28 elements that we were talking about yesterday so the person should know this do polluted into through polluted intelligence one is subjected to the modes of nature and thus one is conditioned by material existence like a dreaming state in which one falsely suffers material existence which is due to ignorance must be considered unwanted and temporary so what is prahlad saying to these people he says through polluted intelligence what is polluted intelligence polluted intelligence is think the intelligence which is material worldly everything we know okay how much how many paisas make one rupee that is polluted intelligence if you say newton's theory you know motion first second third polluted intelligence it has nothing to do with the intelligence of the divine so if we if i ask you a question who is jesus christ nobody knows they everybody will say oh he is the son of joseph and mary okay son of joseph and mary that is what you think is it i'm sorry that is not the answer the answer is he is neither the son of joseph nor the son of mary in that aspect he is the supreme divine consciousness who has taken up a form all right so this is never known this is never understood because polluted intelligence does not allow us to understand the spiritual aspect it is subjected to nature anybody in the material world who is used to this kind of a polluted existence has an understanding about sattva rajas and tamas he will say he will uh, let us say he will tell his son suppose uh, one man is there he will tell his son you are never supposed to tell lies you don't ro- rob you don't do this you are supposed to study very hard you are supposed to pass in your examination you are supposed to come first in your class all this is called polluted knowledge okay polluted intelligence i think about it now there is a there is a realized person and he says it doesn't matter whether you study or not it doesn't matter whether you work hard or no come on you cannot see this in the material world so the material worldly person has to be given material knowledge it is like this you know it is like 
Suppose you know French and I am speaking in French, you will understand. But the Frenchman has no knowledge of English and I am trying to speak in English. That person has no knowledge what I am speaking. So it's the same thing. In our material world, whatever knowledge that we are getting is called polluted knowledge. The spiritual knowledge can never be understood by this material person. So, thus one is conditioned by material existence. Only one person is conditioned. Conditioned means he is attuned towards working in the material existence only. Material existence means he will he will go to work, he will get married, he will have children, he will... And the type of things that our parents have done to us, exactly the same thing that person will also do. So, like a dreaming state in which one falsely suffers material existence, which is due to ignorance, must be considered unwanted and temporary. But for a spiritual person, he should understand that the material worldly person suffers in his existence in the material world because of all these things. So, let us say a child is born, he suffers because he has to grow up. A grown-up man suffers because he doesn't get maybe good clothes to wear or maybe good house to stay. Maybe he doesn't have a mobile, uh, he doesn't have all those things. And naturally, he is going to suffer. Is he not going to say, oh, I wanted a bike? Okay, you will say, okay, I saw this uh, very nice uh, bike in the market. I want to have it, a, a Honda. And the child doesn't have. And the son is not given that kind of a bike. Is he not going to suffer? Yes. Then later on he will think, you know, that, oh, all my friends have girlfriends, I don't have a girlfriend. So he is going to suffer. Or if he has a girlfriend, he is suffering more. Because every time, now 14th of July, 14th of February is coming. So he has to think, oh my God, I have to bring a pink color rose and pink color this and pink color that and red color stuff and all that. What? (laughs) So all those things he has to suffer for. And then his pocket will have a big hole. And his girlfriend will say, no, oh, no, I don't want that local restaurant of yours. No local tea and all that stuff, okay. Now we will go to some very big fancy restaurant for a dinner. And he has to think, you know, ten times how he is going to take her out for dinner or lunch or whatever that is. Or, you know, I had gone to this place and uh, uh, that uh, near Mysore. And I saw a lot of mobikes on which the girl sitting behind, okay, I, okay, they, what they had done is, all of them were wearing a burqa. And nobody knows who it is. <laughs> so are they not suffering? See, the thing is, they are trying to hide their identity and go. So it is like suffering only. Then later on you get married and you want to get married. Okay, you went to one temple. And there was one very beautiful woman and one big daddywala, old, hefty looking guy. And they, they, they must have just got married two, three months ago or something like that. And the first thing that and Raj looked at that man, he says, such a horrible looking fellow. He is like a big giant, like a fellow. And that girl is thin like this. <laughs> so, okay, so there is suffering there as well. You may think, oh, such a nice couple or whatever, but still suffering is going to be there. Similarly, then you have children. You know, when, when you have children, the, the thing which you have to think about is, Oh my God, who is going to take care of the child? It's a very big question. Huh? It's a very big question. Who is going to take care of the child? Then should we have a crash? Should we do this? Should we get our parents from native place and get, keep, them, keep them over there so that they can take care of the children? You know how much of a headache it is. So it's again suffering. As you grow up, like today when I gave the dabba, you know, I told, uh, I told Twisha, I said, you know, this is a dabba for your college education fund. Twisha fund for college. <laughs> so from today you start collecting only that fund. So by the time you come to the college, all your dabbas will be empty. <laughs> Paying fees everywhere. <laughs> so it's like that. So everything is a suffering. And this like a dreaming state in which one falsely suffers material existence which is due to ignorance must be considered unwanted and temporary so the person in the spiritual considers this state which is a material worldly state as a useless state because it is full of sufferings only there isn't a single moment in time when a man is not suffering at all therefore my dear friends sons of the demons your duty is to take krishna consciousness 
which can burn the seeds of fruitive activities artificially created by the modes of material nature and stop the flow of intelligence in wakefulness, dreaming and deep sleep. In other words, when one takes to Krishna consciousness, his ignorance is immediately dissipated. So what is he advising his dear students? Uh, remember, this is Prahlad. He is talking to his friends, group of friends in the in that school office, that small school that he is having. So what he says? He says, all you demon friends, what you do? You leave all this thing and now you start following Krishna. Okay. And then only it will be able to burn the fruitive activities by and that person will be able to understand all the three states which is the waking, the dream and the sleeps, deep sleep state. So, in other words, when one takes to Krishna consciousness, his ignorance will be immediately dissipated. Of the in- different processes recommended for disentanglement from material life, the one personally explained and accepted by the Supreme Personality of Godhead should be considered all perfect. That process is the performance of duties by which love for the Supreme Lord develops. This is a very important line. Why is it important line? He says, you see, there are so many methods of reaching the Krishna consciousness, of reaching the Supreme Divine. So he says, what is the one method which has been taught by the Lord? The Lord says, this method is the best method. So what is that method which the Lord says is a good method? He says, it is the performance of duties by which love for the Supreme Lord develops. Now, what is the what is the meaning of these words? Everything that you do in the world, are you not doing for yourself? So you are working, you are getting salary, you are sending home, you are, you are working over here, you are paying your, you know, all your rentals and stuff like that. Isn't that all that is happening? Correct? So you are working for yourself. You are earning for yourself. You want to get married for yourself only. I want a wife, so I want to get married. I want children, so I want to have children. All these, the I, 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 I is coming into the picture. Correct? So, the best way of doing it is, what does the God want from me? Not the, not, the question should not be like this. What I want for myself? No. What does God want from me to do? That is all. So, you have to be the best tool in the hand of God. Got it? Alright. So, what it means is, I am doing a job for the Lord so that I do not have any onus of it. It is like when I become a humble servant of my master, then whatever job that I am doing is a part and parcel of my master's duty assigned to me. See, when you are doing a job in the company, it is, it is the company which is benefiting, isn't it? You have to do it without any ulterior motive. No ulterior motive of I want, I want, I want, I want money. That is why, no. You are doing the job because the company expects you to do the job. The benefits are going to the company. In the same way, you have to do your material worldly jobs so that they are as if I am doing for the Lord. So Ramakrishna Paramahansa explained it in a very beautiful way. He said to Ma, Ma is Kalima, he said to Kalima, what did he say to her? He said to her that you are the operator and I am the machine. Correct? So, if you are the operator and I am the machine, it simply translates into this line. The process of performance of duties, that is the duties assigned by the Lord. Because we are doing it for the Lord, it's like suppose, uh, we uh, think about it like this, I am telling you the remaining line, by which love for the Supreme Lord develops. Okay, how does this happen? Now let us say, I am getting a rose for my girlfriend. Okay. On what day? 14th. Alright. 
Now will I not choose the best of the rose? Why am I choosing the best of the rose? So that my girlfriend will smile at me and she will be happy. Or I will buy her a very nice present. Or my wife's birthday is there. So I am going to go out and buy picture tickets. I am going to cut a cake. I am going to get a nice dress for her. And all those kind of things. Why am I doing? So that I can be in the good books of my wife. Isn't it? Same way. Think about it. You have to do your duties so that the love for the Lord is increasing. See, you brought the beautiful rose so that your love for your girlfriend increases, no? You bought picture tickets for your wife so that the love for the wife increases, no? Same way, you have to do it because you do it for the Lord. So when you do something with the, from the bottom of your heart, as if today is the last day of your life, everything you devote, everything in the world to doing the job perfectly, whatever job that you are doing, it is called Swadharma. Whatever job that you are doing, if you do it perfectly, then that particular job, which you are doing perfectly, is as if you are doing it for the Lord. Got it? And that is how the love for the Supreme Lord develops. One must accept the bona fide spiritual master and render service unto him with great devotion and faith. Whatever one has in one's possession should be offered to the spiritual master and in association of saintly persons and devotees one should worship the Lord. Hear the glories of the Lord with faith glorify the transcendental qualities and activities of the Lord. Always meditate on the Lord's lotus feet and worship the deity of the Lord strictly according to the injunctions of the Shastras and the Guru. This is the same line from the Bhagavad Gita as well. First and foremost you need to have a bona fide spiritual master. You need a Guru to make you understand. And you have to render services unto him. That means you are supposed to do services for him. Services means seva bhavana with great faith and devotion. You should have absolute faith and devotion in your guru. If you have very little faith in your guru, then you will sit arguing with him. You know how you argue with your friends, no? Like that. So a friend says, you know, I have to tell you, PK is a very beautiful movie. It's like suppose you start this conversation. And then you will say, no, PK is a very bad movie. You know why? Because they are talking about all the nonsensical stuff about God. It's a wrong movie. And then your friend says, no, no, you don't understand. Today in India there is so much of problem. Everybody is like that only. That is why it's a good movie. And then your argument. And then your friend says something, you say something, he says something, you say something, he says... Where is the faith? There is no faith. Faith is what? If your guru is telling you something, it is a very very important word. You got to do it. No questions. Not PK. Okay? And not PK also. No PK, no PK. (laughs) You have to do okay. Ella okay. Correct? So like that you have to do it without any doubts. So with great devotion and faith. Whatever one has in one's possession should be offered to the spiritual master. Malab sab tumara mera. So it's like that. You have to offer to the spiritual master. It does not mean that you have to give everything. What it simply means is you offer it to him. You know when you go to the temple what do you do? You take one kilo peda. Okay. And you offer to the Lord one kg peda. Right or wrong? And that Panditji over there takes 4-5 and puts it inside and the rest he gives to you. Correct? Now somebody else comes without anything in hand. Does he not take out that peda and give to that fellow? He gives, isn't it? Does Does God eat anything from it or what? No. So like that Guru also doesn't eat. Offering is important. Offering means you have to give it to him is important. First you offer it to him. He is anyway not going to take anything from it. 
Imagine you are bringing one whole one kg cake. You think the guru is going to take eat the whole one kg cake? Acha acha, idhar lakhe rakho. Side side me rakh dena. Okay, think about it like that. All right. Funny part is what you know. Like you get a salary check, so you come and give the salary check. Aji acha acha, thik hai. Aja sab paisa idhar hi aane do. Sir, salary check hai. Oh, mere pas ke Rajesh Chitti naam ka account illa. <laughs> So I will not cash it also. <laughs> so I'll give it back to you. Okay. So it's like that. Offering is important. The idea is why is offering important? It's because it doesn't contaminate you with karma. Because it is coming from the Lord, it's coming from your master. It doesn't get attached to karma. So less amount of karma. It is fully purified. Okay. It is like you know you take a glass. Uh, you go to this uh, sharbat wala, you know. What? You go to this all these cold drink fellow, no? And he will put one glass and he will give you, right? Now think about it. The glass is given, but it is not washed. Are you not going to have problem? So your your guru is like that fellow who is sitting in the kitchen cleaning your glass. So you offer it to him. He is going to clean clean your glass and give it back to you only. So it's like that. So he cleans up. No karma will happen to you. All right. So whatever one has in one's possession should be offered to the spiritual master. And in association of saintly person and devotees, one should worship the Lord. So in association with the saintly person, when you go for any spiritual journey, take your guru with you. Maybe in your pocket or something like that. He's not coming. <laughs> so anything that is done with the saintly person that makes you reach the Lord. Okay, you know why? Do you know why? No, you don't know. You go to Tirupati, you know, and you give that fellow, Shandiwala fellow, you know, give him, sir, sir, please, hundred thousand rupees, I'll give you. Please give me quick darshan. So that Chendiwala fellow, he gives you quick darshan and brings you out and he says, ah, this is your laddu for you, correct or no? Like that, a guru is like, you know, what? Vashila company, you know Vashila? Huh? Influencer, he is the influence fellow, he is from the TTD like fellow, you know, Tirupati Devasthanam chap, he with big Chendi is. So when you take him with you, what happens? You get quick darshan. God is there in front of you. <laughs> what? Understand? So he says, and in association with the saintly persons and devotee, one should worship the Lord. Hear the glories of the Lord with faith. Glorify the transcendental qualities and activities of the Lord. So what, what do the people do with the Lord? They are supposed to listen to satsang. Correct? They are supposed to sing songs about the Lord. They are supposed to play musical instruments for the Lord. All these things have to be done. You know, when you meet all the gurus, what do you do? You do bhajan mandali, you know, bhajan. You keep on singing, singing bhajan. Uh, 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 Brito, don't worry. With Jesus, everybody was following. They were singing, you know, praise be the Lord and all that. He was like, sir. I'm sure in the evening when they must sitting in that, you know, one uh, place somewhere, they must be singing solid songs over there and playing all duffly and all that, dum-dum-dum-dum and all that. I'm sure Jesus must be sitting and watching all these guys. He must be also joining over there. I'm sure, you know, no, nobody has said you cannot do those kind of things. I'm sure he must have done that. So, Always meditate at the feet of the Lord and worship the deity of the Lord strictly according to the injunctions of the Shastras and the Guru. Do not follow. All your, you know, all your people in your world are doing. What are they doing? Oh, going to the temple and, you know, putting some tikka pikka and all that. Giving some narial varial and all that. Are they not doing? They say, oh, 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 we are supposed to do 21 days of upasa. Please don't do all that kind of thing. Your Guru has advised or what? No. So don't do. Guru advises, Shastras say, he is going to tell you as per Shastra only. Don't worry. So only follow what your Guru says and the Shastra says. 
right? So you will find that there are many people who come and ask me questions and then they will ask me, Guruji, can I go to Shirdi? Or can I go to Guruvayur? Or can I go to, you know, I don't know, Tirupati? So if they are given an express permission to go, or they are given an idea, yes, they can do it, then that particular visit is going to be successful. Understood? If it is as per the Shastras and Guru's injunctions, many a times the Guru will say, Oh my God, how will you go? This time, you know, this time it must be very hot over here. If your Guru is talking this kind of language, you should ting, it should hit you. Oh, he is telling you it's going to be hot over there. So you are going to get fried, roasted over there in that place. So please don't go. <laughs> but if you keep on insisting, no, what happens? You keep on insisting. Guruji, you know, this is the only time in the year my children have got leave. I got leave. My wife has taken off. So I want to go now. I want to go to native place and I want to visit this. So your guru will say what, you know? This time of the year, nobody is over there. Okay, why you want to go? Syria is at war. <laughs> why you want to go over there? So, <laughs> so, uh, but you insist. So, Guru says, okay, go. You want to go, you go. And you know, Syria is actually at war over there. <laughs> and when you go to your dead, to that uh, Balaji or wherever, you know, your legs are going to burn in that hot sun over there. Your darshan will take 20 hours, I think. You got the, and your nariyal will not break. <laughs> hey, you don't know. There is one big, big movie in which, you know, that fellow keeps on trying to break. Okay, one nariyal, it doesn't break. Yeah. Is there? No, 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 no. Golmal. <laughs> Golmali offers one Naryal with a with solid thing in it and he keeps on trying to break, it doesn't break only. <laughs> and then suddenly this fellow comes and he says, I will break and show you. Top it breaks because he has exchanged the Naryal. <laughs> so something like that is there. So you understand, these are the injunctions of the Shastras and the Guru. The Guru is your proper guidance structure. He guides you, he tells you what you are supposed to do and not supposed to do. So you have to follow that. Then only what happens? Then you will understand who the true Lord is. Otherwise, illa. Nothing happens. One should always remember the Supreme Personality of Godhead in His localized representation of the Paramatma, who is situated in the core of every living entity's heart. Thus, one should offer respect to every living entity according to that living entity's position of manifestation. Isn't it a very important line over here? What does it say? Now when you are searching for the Supreme Lord, you think he is going to... Okay, okay, oh, here he has come downstairs. As if he has come in the reception or something like that. He is not going to come. So where do you see him? You see him in every human being on the planet Earth. As a manifestation, as a representation. So you see the Lord in everybody as a Paramatma distributed equally in everybody. So when you see him in everybody, now think about it. You see him in, okay, one pig over here, downstairs. So you are going to take one full mala and one agarbatti and put one full mala on the pig and do agarbatti to him or what? Sir, you are not allowed to do those kind of things. You have to understand due diligence has to be done. Due diligence means what? You can't go and put one full mala on one pig. Likewise, what he says, one should offer respect to every living entity according to the living entity's position or manifestation. Think about it. Tomorrow a policeman will come. Okay. And you want to give him one. You know in all these big big functions what do they do? They take one big mala and they put on the ministers this thing. Isn't it? And they give him one big uh, packet and stuff like that. But 
and you take one mala made of chappals and put it. You will go to jail. So use your that little foreigners that you have been given. Okay? Don't just misuse them. So using your mind properly, doing proper justice to everybody, you are supposed to understand and do accordingly. Okay? Just because the husband, you know, he beats the wife, dud, 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 dud. And the wife says, Oh, he is my husband, my pati parmeshwar. I am sorry, give him two tight slaps. He doesn't need to be pati parmeshwar. Yeah. You can't call this kind of a person a pati parmeshwar. Only the person who is a deserving person has to be given that status. Got it? So, you have to first see localized. The Paramatma is to be seen in a localized entity. Number one, in the heart of every person. Second, we should respect, every living entity we should respect. But only according to the living entity's position and manifestation. That means he is manifesting godly qualities. Then only do it. Right? Suppose he doesn't show any godly qualities. Then how can you see God in such a person? You can't, isn't it? So he should be deserving person. Right? By these activities as mentioned above, one is able to cut down the influence of the enemy. Namely, lust, anger, greed, illusion, madness, jealousy and when thus situated, one can render service to the Lord. In this way, one surely attains the platform of loving service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So by doing this kind of a thing which I mentioned in the last line, what will you get? All these things will go away from you. What will go away from you? Lust, greed, anger, illusion, madness, jealousy, all this will go away from you. If you learn to see God in everybody. Okay. Think about it. There was one dirty picture, no? Huh? Now you see God in that person. Only lust you can see. Right or wrong? As a matter of fact, isn't that what it is? So what do you see? Where is the God in that person? So in such a person, you have to stay away from that person. If there is a snake coming on the road, I see God in the snake, he will come and he will do to you. You don't want that to happen to you, no. So you have to stay away from the snake. Correct? Use that foreigners. What foreigners means all the brain that God has given, no. You should use. Otherwise, there is no point. So, what happens? Lust, greed and all these qualities go away from you. In this way, one surely attains the loving service of Supreme Personality of Godhead. One who is situated in the devotional service is certainly the controller of the senses and thus he is a liberated person. When such a liberated person, the pure devotee, hears of the transcendental qualities and activities of the Lord's incarnation for the performance of various pastimes, his hair stands on end, tears fall in the eye, spiritual realization, the voice falters, Sometimes he very openly dances, sometimes he sings loudly, sometimes he cries, sometimes he expresses his transcendental jubilation. So, with such a type of a person who sees God in everybody and who has become a realized person, how does he behave? He behaves as if suddenly he starts laughing, suddenly he starts smiling, suddenly he tears up, eyes are full of tears, he keeps on thinking of the Lord. He keeps on dancing, he keeps on singing. Ram Krishna Paramahansa used to do like that only. Correct? See, he is absolutely like a madman. But doesn't mean that you have to go and pray to a madman. No. Madman is madman. This is spiritual madman. Alright. When a devotee becomes a person haunted by a ghost, he laughs and very loudly chants about the qualities of the Lord. Sometimes he sits to perform meditation. He offers respect to every living entity considers him a devotee of the Lord, constantly breathing very heavily, he becomes careless of social etiquette and loudly chants like a madman, Oh my Lord, Oh my Master of the Universe. Why did I omit that line? Hare Rama, Hare Krishna. 
it's going to give you some other knowledge then. No. No Krishna, no Prahlad Maharaj ever said, even if not Prahlad Maharaj, Prahlad never said to you, you are supposed to say Hare Rama, Hare Krishna or something like that. No. He never said anything like that. He said, devotionally take whatever name of the Lord that he comes to your mind. Suppose Krishna, that is more than enough. Maybe you say Ram, that is more than enough. Maybe you say Jesus, that is more than enough. That is all. What he says is, this person behaves like a madman. Sometimes he sits in one place meditating. Sometimes he goes around roaming here and there. See, this kind of different different qualities come around in that person. But he is constantly lost in the Divine Lord. Constantly. 24 bar 7 he is completely lost in the Divine Lord. The devotee is then freed from all material contamination because he constantly thinks of the Lord's pastimes and because of his mind and body have been converted into spiritual qualities. Because of his intense devotional service, his ignorance, material consciousness, all kinds of material desires are completely burnt to ashes. This is a stage at which one can achieve the shelter of Lord's lotus feet. So what happens to this kind of a person who is completely devoted to the Lord? This person completely loses interest in his material life. He doesn't have much interest. Just like Tukaram Maharaj. He is completely lost. He used to behave as if there is nothing in this world. Though he had his wife and children, what happened? He was completely devoted to the Lord. He used to be always lost singing, thinking about the Lord only. So, what does he do? He remember Mirabai? She would take out the name of the Lord, sing songs about him, about his pastimes. He would say, oh, Krishna is going for this. Krishna is going for that. He is in the Vrindavan dancing with his gopis. Oh, now he is killing Kamsa. Now he is drinking milk from Putana's breast. Now he is doing this. So like that, different different stories you say. So because of this, his ignorance also goes away. And material consciousness of all kinds, material desires are completely burnt. He doesn't have any more material desires. He doesn't say, I want to build a big ashram. Okay. <laughs> he says, I want to build a small ashram. <laughs> See, Raj is asking, why are you looking at me and telling that? Okay, five star, super deluxe, seven star. <laughs> you are not supposed to have those desires, it seems. Okay. Mm. The real problem of life is the repetition of birth and death. Uh, yesterday I explained no, how the repetition of birth and death happens. One bottle, another bottle, another bottle, another bottle, like that. So in the same way, the real problem of life is the repetition of birth and death. Which is like a wheel rolling repeatedly up and down. This wheel however completely stops when one is touched by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In other words, by the transcendental bliss realized from constant engagement in devotional service, one is completely liberated from material existence. All learned men know this. Therefore, my dear friends, O son of the Asuras, immediately began meditating upon and worshipping the super soul within everybody's heart. Oh my friends, son of the Asuras, the Supreme Personality of Godhead is the super soul, featured always exists within the course of the heart of living entities. The course of the heart of the living entities means the water is distributed evenly everywhere. So every person has the same thing. God is there in everybody, distributed equally. Indeed, he is the well-wisher and the friend of all living entities. And therefore, there is no difficulty in worshipping the Lord. Why then should one people should not engage in his devotional service? Why are they so addicted to unnecessary producing artificial paraphernalia for sense gratification? So, he is asking, when people are not, why, can, why are they not understanding such a simple stupid thing? To be devotee of the Lord, to always keep on thinking about Him, to do his service for Him. You are doing service, but always dedicate the service to the Lord, isn't it? Offering to the Lord. If, if you understand all these things, then why is that common man not understanding these things? Why is he doing all this other paraphernalia? He takes big, big har, he takes so much of sweets, he goes and stands in the queue for taking darshana. Isn't it? <coughs> How much people fight over laddus? Right or wrong? Huh? You go to uh, any of these places. You know, 
strange part is what I'll tell you. you suppose there is this water falling, you know, if you have seen, you know, Shivji's Linga, the water is falling from top and at the bottom the water is trickling down, tick, 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 tick. How many people want to put their hand over there to try to take it? <coughs> As if that water is going to give you some life or what? Nothing. Nothing is going to happen. On the contrary, some kida will fall in your hand. What will you do? You are going to drink that. Oh! What? No! That, that kind of thing is all nonsensical stuff. You have to follow the path which is the devotional path which is free from all these material contaminations. Material contamination means, hey, you have to give 101, huh, sir. What? 101? What? Abhisheka? What you do, huh? Abhisheka? What do you call it? Abhisheka? Archana. Archana, 501. 101. What? 51 rupees. Oh, 51 rupees means you will get only one flower. 101 means half nariyal. 501 means you will get one, one big nariyal and one big flowers and maybe one, uh, one lotus and something. You pay 5001, no, you will get maybe 10 nariyals. One sadi also, what the Lord is wearing as if some dhoti or something like that. And that fellow will come and put one, what? Shawl on you, 5001. If God was coming like that, you know, 5001 and 10,001, I think the richest man in the world, Bill Gates would be there. Uh, I mean, he would be sitting with the Lord only next to him. What? Windows will be operated by the Supreme Divine Consciousness. <laughs> but a Supreme Divine Consciousness close all window. What? <laughs> you buy window operating system? No, not working. Lord says windows operating illa. <laughs> GOS, God operating system, is different than OS. All other OS, right? I got it. So, that operating system is not paying money and taking. It is free. Like a free downloads, no? On your apps. So, free download for... Yeah, free downloads, no need of anybody, but only you need one password. G-U-R-U. <laughs> but then you will have. So, got it? So, mm. one's riches, beautiful wife, female friends, one's sons, daughters, one's residence, One's domestic animals like cows, elephants, horses, one's treasury, I will say one's cars, one's two-wheelers, one's bicycles. I will add that, okay. BMWs also. <laughs> if you want, every car you can put over there. Economic development, Parikeli, very important. Economic development <laughs> and sense gratification. Indeed, even the lifetime in which one can enjoy all these material opulences are certainly temporary and flickering. Okay? They are temporary. They don't stay for a long time. Think about it. Your girlfriend looks very beautiful today. You get married to her tomorrow. She is not going to look beautiful to you. Right or wrong? Huh? She beautiful Yeah. So there is a problem there. Correct? Now your car, suppose you have a two-wheeler, now when you come on the first day, now you say, oh, I got one, what's uh, some CBR or something like that, what do you, some nice bike you got, okay. One day you will appreciate your bike, after that, next day you will say, oh, new, new model has come in the market. So you are going to look at all new models then, right or wrong. So all this is temporary, there is nothing permanent in that. And flickering, flickering means it comes, goes, comes, goes, comes, goes, like that. Since opportunity of human life is temporary. This human life is very temporary. You got it, you should be happy. I got it just now. You know, you get token. And your number is called. You have token but no number called. What happens? You have a problem in life. So your token and your number is called. So it's very important to make use of the opportunity. Right? What benefits can these material opulences give to a sensible man? was understood himself to be eternal. So what does the man say? I am here. I want to make money. I want to get married. I want to do this. 
That is the worst thing on earth that he is doing. Because that is not permanent at all. It is temporary. It is learned from Vedic literature that by performing great sacrifices, one can elevate himself to the heavenly planets. However, although life on the heavenly planets is hundreds and thousands of times more comfortable than life on earth, the heavenly planets are not pure or free from taint of material existence. The heavenly planets are also temporary and therefore they are not the goal of life. The Supreme Personality of Godhead has never seen or heard to possess inner beauty. Consequently, for your own benefit and self-realization, you must worship the Lord with great devotion as described in the revealed scriptures. So, you see, if somebody tells you in the temple, you do this Abhisheka, you do this Puja, you do this part, you do this something, you know. What? All those homas and all that. That is going to give you heaven. Please don't go after that. Because that heaven also, okay, it is God's cow shed. He puts all that shit over there, cow shit over there. It's not good. Not good to go there. Alright? It's like a, what? What? It's like a toilet. When you are full, you want to go there. And once you are exhausted, that time you don't want to stay there for long. Right or wrong? (laughs) So all these heavens of all these gods is like that. Everybody wants to go. Why? Once they are exhausted, no, then they want to get out of that place fast. So the thing becomes like that. So don't go to any heavens, he says. Don't try. Don't get into this trap of people. Okay, you are going to get nice wife if you go and do this. What? Some uh, Abhishek or something like that. God knows what. Don't do that. Tomorrow your wife is going to sit on your head and then you are going to go and blame that Panditji for him. What? Right or wrong? That fellow Panditji in the temple, he will say, you know, I will give you a very good wife. Okay. You come and pray to this God. You put 21,000 rupees over here and do this and you do that. Oh sir, what is going to happen? He is not going to take care of all the problems that you are going to face tomorrow. Is he? No, no. So don't get into that. Consequently, for your own benefit and self-realization, you should only worship the Lord. Don't go after other things. A materialistic person, thinking himself very advanced in intelligence, continuously acts for economic development. But again and again, as enunciated by the Vedas, he is frustrated by material activities, either in this life or the next. Indeed, the results one obtains are inevitably the opposite of those one's desired. So, somebody says, SQ is very beautiful airline. That is Singapore Airlines. Okay? And you are expecting some very good meal over there. SQ has stopped giving Indian meals. Because Indians have stopped flying that. What? Then what happens? So, a material person is never supposed to run after these kind of things. Did you understand what I said? No. Okay, I will explain. You see, there are people who are very intelligent. I met one person yesterday. I tell you about this Lord over here. You see, in that central portion is the Lord, is that Devi. Her eyes are always closed. Over here is the Chakra. You have to go come in the morning at 5.30 and then we will remove the original chakra and then you are supposed to pray to it putting so much of kumkuma and all that. At two and a half hours you have to stand over here and do the puja. No eating and all that. Sir, the only thought in your mind at that time is I should have eaten something before I came to stand over here for two and a half hours. And that Chakra is full of red, you know, thing, vermilion over there. Okay? And you feel like sneezing over there every time they throw something. What? And that fellow is busy counting his money. What? Everybody is coming. Okay, one more bakra come. Okay, okay, come, come, stand over here. You stand over here, you stand. Make place, make place. Everybody should see properly. What you are doing? This is what happens in these temples. Sir, don't, don't do these kind of things. Nothing is going to help you. You are going to get frustrated. Why? And you think that that person who is doing that thing, you know, is a very intelligent person. Okay, that person yesterday I was telling you, you know what he said? 
you come in the morning 5:30 you know for this very reason i have built one very big lodge over here farm house farm house okay so you can stay there in the night morning time you can come over here i will arrange for the darshana and all that sir that fellow is busy doing business with you and you think coming like a bloody fool in the morning 5:30 shivering cold your day and you can't even take one and he'll tell you only to wear one dhoti and come <coughs> what and you feel you know oh i got god in the morning sir no god comes like that okay so don't bother about these kind of things you will unnecessarily you will fall so these kind of intelligent people are there in this world okay don't go after them they are going to put you down again and again they will also be trying to tell you economic development economic development means you invest in this uh, i will take another 15 minutes more okay so i want to end this chapter all right so what do they talk about economic development you invest in this build roads build this thing build hospitals build falana dikna okay for poor people we build hospitals all right there is one fellow big big hair fellow is there he made one he made one hospital okay one valve transplant doctor only is not there this fellow is not there we have to import the valve from usa 55000 rupees for that we have to wait for one donor till that that fellow patient will be dead you have to wait for a donor somebody is supposed to donate it i'm sorry that kind of thing is not there economic development doesn't happen that baba ji went away what happened to all these things they also went away correct no so don't get into this economic development thing see what prahlad says he says a materialistic person thinking himself very advanced in intelligence continuously acts for economic development but again and again as the vedas have said he is frustrated by these material activities either in this life or the next indeed the results obtained are inevitably opposite of those one's desires so you think you know this is something really nice is going to come out of it sorry boss sab ulta hoega in this material world every materialistic desire to achieve happiness and diminishes his distress and therefore he acts accordingly actually however one is happy as long one does not endeavor for happiness as soon as one begins his activities for happiness his condition of distress begins you want to run after happiness what every human being what they want to do oh i will make more money so i will be make very happy i will have a bigger car so i will be more happy i got big family you know i want to buy a big car the boot has to be bigger why why the boot has to be bigger children's clothes have to fit in it what but bigger bill also will come no <coughs> or no bigger bill will come after bigger bill what will happen so many big problems will come so these kind of people those who run after this kind of material happinesses they act accordingly so that they can remove their distress they must be having 800 maruti now big family so let us buy duster ah after duster what they will buy one big suv and parking illa sir parking is not available anywhere so we are going to park your car you, are, you will have to remove your apartment and stay in the car after that but to maintain such a big car a range rover type ka car you will have to sell your apartment and buy a car no what so it's like that so it distress to he gets into this kind of problems actually however one is happy as long as one does not endeavor for happiness you are not supposed to run after happiness happiness will come on its own don't run don't try to run after it as soon as one begins his activities for happiness his condition of distress begins so you try running after happiness all your problems start ulta hota hai na a living entity desires comfort for his body and makes many plans for this purpose but actually the body in the property of others indeed the perishable body embraces the living entity and then leaves him aside so the body itself is going to give me more trouble 
since the body itself is ultimately meant to become stool or earth what is the meaning of the paraphernalia related to body such as wives residence wealth children relatives servants friends kingdoms treasuries animals ministers they are also temporary what more can be said about this finally end of the day what is your body going to become toilet that's what he says stool or is going to become mud one of the two is going to become isn't it <coughs> what is the use of that then what is the use of all these wives husbands okay, what is the use of all that they are also going to go away one day the children you think children are going to stay they will also run away singapore and all that what <laughs> so everybody goes okay there nobody going to stay with you so there is nobody except god nobody else is going to stay with you the divine atma which is inside of his only your companion nobody else is your companion all this paraphernalia is very near and dear as long as the body exists only till the body is there everything is okay think about it can you drive a car without a body ha huh? खाली चेसी लेके चल देगा हाँ खाली चेसी चेसी समझते हैं ना हाँ चेसी गाड़ी का चेसी रहता है ना कार यानी चेसी खाली चेसी का ऊपर बैठ के जा सकता है क्या तुम नहीं ना तो जब तक कार है तब तक आदमी लोग बैठेगा तुम्हारे साथ तुम्हारा गाड़ी है ये गाड़ी दिस दिस इज एमन बॉडी इज यर कार टिल यू आर गॉड दिस फ्लैश ऑन यू एंड यू आर विलिंग टू वर्क फॉर इट people will be willing to be with you inside the car okay once you become that little fellow you know with only chassis remaining illa sir nobody is going to be with you that's what he is trying to say okay therefore actually one has nothing to do with them but because of ignorance one accepts them as valuable who the relatives the friends all these people person things they are very valuable they are not there you take take from your friend 10000 rupees and don't give him for the next 5 years see what happens he'll become your big enemy like that okay <coughs> compared to the ocean of eternal happiness they are more in, most insignificant what is the use of such insignificant relationship for the eternal living being my dear friends o son of the asuras the living entity receives different types of bodies according to the previous few two activities Thus, he is seen to suffer with reference to particular body in the condition of life, beginning with the infusion of womb. Please tell me, therefore, after full consideration, what is the living entity's actual interest in fruitive activities, which results in hardships and misery? So he says very simply this. So now, please tell me, what is the use of doing this? You know, for working for somebody and something for all your desire. What is the use of doing all that? The living entity who has received his present body. because of his past fruitive activity may end the result of his action in this life but this does not mean that he is liberated from bondage and material bodies the living entity receives a one type of body and by performing action with that body he creates another one thus he transmigrates from one body to another through repeated births and death because of gross ignorance the four principles of advancement in spiritual life dharma artha kama and moksha all depend on the disposition of the supreme personality of godhead therefore my dear friends follow in the footsteps of devotees without desire fully depend on the deposition of the supreme lord worship him the super soul in devotional service the supreme personality of god and hari is the soul and the super soul of all living entities every living entity is a manifestation of his energy in terms of the living soul and the material body therefore the lord is the most dear and he is the supreme controller if a demigod demon human being yaksha gandharva or <coughs> anyone within this universe render service to the lotus feet of mukunda mukunda is krishna who can deliver liberation he is actually situated in the most auspicious conditions of the life exactly like maharaj prahlad my dear friends o son of the demons you cannot please the supreme personality of godhead by becoming perfect brahmanas demigods or great saints or by becoming perfectly good in etiquette or vast learning none of these qualities can awaken the pleasures of the lord not by charity austerity sacrifice cleanliness or vows can one satisfy the lord the lord is pleased only only if you have 
unflinching unalloyed devotion to him without sincere devotional service everything is simply a show got it my dear friends oh sons of the demons in the same favorable way that one sees himself and takes care of himself take to devotional service to satisfy the supreme personality of godhead who is present everywhere as the super soul of all living entities my friend my dear friends oh sons of demons everyone including you the in- unintelligent women shudras cowherds men birds lower animals sinful living entities can revive the original eternal spiritual life and exist for simply forever by accepting the principles of bhakti yoga which is devotional service to the lord not bhakti marga that you go out in the temples and do no oh it's not prescribed by your guru so don't go <laughs> so in this material world to render service to the lotus feet of govinda the cause of all causes and to see him everywhere is the only goal of life this much alone is the ultimate goal of human life as explained by all the revealed scriptures so all the scriptures are saying just do the devotional service to the lord and beyond that you are not supposed to do anything at all so we'll stop over here and recording and